The Altar Life. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That's right, some things just can't be explained. Like, why is it called a building when it's already been built? Oh, that's <laughs> a good question. I surprised Brent with that one. I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. Thank you for tuning in to The Altar Life. It's Saturday night, and it's 9 o'clock, and we're excited that you're with us, and we're excited to be talking to you. Yeah, we are on show six of seven of this seven-part series, and we are excited. This is actually a good one. <laughs> This is the one church like that the other Jesus ones that... is, is pretty happy with. Oh, I thought you were talking no. about our show. No, like, no. This is actually going to be a good show. <laughs> no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good show. It's the Faithful Church. Keep on keeping on. We're going to be talking about the Church of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And how apropos that neither of us, Jeff or I, are struggling with little bits of colds tonight. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We didn't, we didn't wuss out on y'all. We're here talking to you, being faithful in our role here as the Altar Life guys, and um, hopefully have a great show for you ahead. We're going to jump into this book of Revelation for the sixth time. So why don't you grab your Bibles, open up to Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Talk about the faithful church, the church in Philadelphia. Straight from Philadelphia, yo. Church of brotherly love. You guys ready? (laughs) (laughs) You guys. Yo, uh, why don't you throw a cheesesteak on that, (laughs) hoobs? So read some Revelation, yo. (laughs) All right. It says, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia... Right. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I always will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Listen up, yo. Philly. (laughs) (laughs) If you got an ear, listen. Uh, This church of Philly was really cool because, you know, it says that they didn't deny Christ's name. They didn't deny the word of God. They were, um, you know, they were faithful to the word, faithful to the Lord's commands. And um, even though they didn't have much strength, they were still faithful. And uh, we're going to be talking about how to persevere in this crazy world. You know, this culture is really absolutely insane and it's really really hard in and of our own strength to uh to persevere and to stay faithful to the lord um with so many other things trying to rip us away from god's will yeah you may not live in pergamos or sardines (laughs) but hey you may live in philadelphia and you're listening and it definitely feels like you're in a synagogue of satan i'm sure and uh these people persevered so that's an encouragement to you guys to press on, to keep on, keep it on. We're talking about the Faithful Church, Revelation chapter 3. All right, that was Can't Stop by Leland. Before that, you heard Seventh Day Slumber, Always. Can't Stop, that's a fitting song. We're going to be talking about that tonight. Perseverance, faithfulness, endurance, all those great-sounding words. You see the posters with the, the guy running track. 
and in bold letters underneath it's like endurance and it has like a bible verse <laughs> or, or you know like with his <laughs> with his sweat drop has like swords sticking out of it like <laughs> like whoa i wish i could sweat like that what <laughs> forget it or you see like the the football player all dirty and it's like perseverance and it's got some verse you know you love those posters usually it's in like youth rooms across america you see yeah, those right. kinds of posters but that's what we're talking about tonight. It's like, uh, I was thinking more can't stop is more, uh, you know, it's kind of like my nose, you know, with this cold. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> just can't stop running, you know. I thought Which that's is what you exactly meant. what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> running with the endurance. <laughs> pressing on. It's perfect. I know. Fits right uh, in you with know my what? cold. I should have used the a different unexplainable. I should have said, why is it that our nose runs and our feet smell? <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> that would have been more one. appropriate. Yeah. Now I said it, so we can't use it on another show. Sorry. All right. Well, maybe we could. We just won't. We won't <laughs> tell anybody that we repeated it. Nobody heard it. <laughs> Nobody's listening. We'll get we'll get like ten complaint emails. Yo, you repeated it. Hey, why? but we got emails. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. Speaking of which, why don't you email us at shoutoutaltarlife.com? We're always good for a good plug for our email address. Yeah, but my, uh, my cold is always good for a good plug too. In my you know, nose. I may have a, take a little poll out there. You know, raise your hand if um, you think you're faithful <laughs> to the Lord at all times. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put your hands Put your down. Hand down. <laughs> you're insane. It's like, <laughs> it's like no one's raising their hand. Now, come on. It's because probably we're by ourselves in our studio. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, I never feel like I'm faithful. I always feel like, you know, I could be more on fire, more in step with the Lord, but... I'm so thankful that the Lord is faithful. He is the one who's faithful. A lot of times, you know, we try, but we fail. But it's so awesome to think about the Lord being our faithful one. And uh, we have such a, you know, so many great verses talking about faithfulness and endurance. And we'll hit on them tonight. We're excited. So stick around. We're here till 11 o'clock. Very appropriate song. Appropriate, appropriate song for tonight. That's the way we like to do it here on the altar life. We like to pick songs that are appropriate for the theme. Oh yeah, what's the theme you... tonight, Jeff? The faithful church. Keep on keeping on. That's right. And uh, <laughs> you know, out of breath. You know, I'm not very much in shape, to be honest with you. Like when I <laughs> exercise, I, I um, I was at a retreat with my uh, youth group this couple weekends ago, <laughs> and. Uh, I was up on the motel or the in this motel they call it the motel or whatever and it's up on this really steep hill oh. and um, the first time I climbed up the hill I thought I was gonna die because <laughs> it was like <laughs> I'm so out of shape and these kids are, like running up and down like repeatedly and I can hardly get up once um, so I, I was very committed I was like you know what I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna start exercising and I got up one morning this week like six o'clock and I went outside and I started running and um, I realized how out of shape and out of breath <laughs> I quickly got. And, um, you know, it's kind of like our Christian lives can be a lot like that. You know, if we don't stay in sh- spiritual shape, so to speak, um, you know, we're not very, we, our endurance level just goes way down. You know, we can feel like we're lost. And, uh, you know, the Lord actually wants us to be faithful and wants us to be, uh, Paul always talks about running races, you know, like, you know, run run the race with endurance, you know, uh, be consistent and steady with your goal in mind. And um, we're so not like that in America. You know, we yeah. want we want quick endurance. We want all this quick stuff. We want quick hot pockets and Pop-Tarts in three seconds. <laughs> and, uh, we want all this stuff real quick, but we're not willing to to do the necessary things so that we're, so our endurance is strong. You know what that makes me think of? You know how they have the marathons and the 
you know, the Boston Marathon and yeah. everything. And most people just join it because they want to get the T-shirt that said "I ran in the Boston Marathon." But how many of those people actually finished the Boston Marathon? That's like a yeah, great really. analogy. That's what we are like, especially in in America when there's no real, you know obstacles in our Christian walk other than someone saying, oh, you're a Christian, and you're like, and you run away and like flee because someone persecuted you. We get like all like yeah, right. depressed, not making light of that, but yeah, making light of that. <laughs> but think about it, like we, we want to be able to say, yeah, I ran, but Paul talks about running to win, like running for the sake of getting to the finish line and, and running well. We want to hear God say, you know, that we've done well when we come and see him. And um, I thought of a verse when you were talking about it in 1 Corinthians 9 when Paul's actually um, talking about what he does to um, make sure that he's on point with his Christian walk. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. <laughs> it's 4. That's the new number I made up. <laughs> it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. That's what Paul's talking about when he's talking about running. He's talking about training yourself so that you are someone who can be looked to, someone who is faithful and you know that you can rely on. You know, you pass the baton, someone's going to pass that to you. They want to know that you can run to the finish line and win. And um, that's what Jesus is kind of doing, passing the baton to us. Yeah, he's not like just don't just squeak into heaven. You know, it's about how you how you run the race to get there. And this is the moment of our show where we talk about unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's kind of our unbelievable this week is appropriate with that last song because he says, even when my eyes are dry, even when my soul is tired, even when my nose is running, <laughs> even when my head is pounding. Even when my phlegm is yellow. (laughs) What did I just do? You had to say that. Because, you know, you were thinking it. But (laughs) this is an unbelievable. You know, we've done some positive unbelievables. You know, we got the ball rolling. Got to hit up a negative unbelievable. It's been a while since we just went on a tangent, a rampage of unbelievable. You know, we're going to be talking about head colds because we both are (laughs) suffering from different phases of them. Yes. And it's like that feeling when you wake up and your head is like... 50 pounds heavier than it normally is um, and where people talk to you but it takes a little longer for the actual sound to go through from your ear to your brain like it's almost like you're in this like dense fog and you can't find yourself yeah. you know it's like crazy it's like you're in this like bubble and it's like people are trying to penetrate and uh, it's just not happening I the worst is like when I get head colds it starts starts in my nose and it slides down my throat no <laughs> Is that a song? (laughs) I just changed the words a little bit. It starts with my nose, then it does slide down into my throat, then into my chest. So it's like I get a head cold, then a throat cold. I don't know if that's a thing. And then a chest cold. And it's just like three weeks of mayhem. It's torturous. (laughs) And then Tylenol says, you know what? I'm going to give you a pill that's going to take all your pain away. It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. You're just taking pills and wasting money. Or like when you want to take something for relief sleep, and you're like, yes. And it just knocks you out, and you wake up, and you feel even worse. Because it's like... The drowsiness on top of the sickness, it just knocked you out. It didn't help your symptoms in any way. Does cough syrup really work? Or is it just designed to make you just think about how horrible it tastes <laughs> so you take your mind off your sickness? Yeah, kind of like when you're getting a tattoo or something and you want to, like, pinch your other arm so the blood's... I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about tattoos. <laughs> I don't know. What do you get pain? And they tell you to... If you have, like, a headache, they tell you to, like, uh, you know... Or if they're going to... You know, put your arm, set your arm. They give you like that cloth to bite on or something. They take your mind off of it. 
That's we're, what costs. We're in no way we're in no way encouraging people to go get tattoos. By the way, yeah, we're not. <laughs> Unless it's an altar life with Brent and Jeff tattoo. Oh, Tears are also a sign of a head cold. <laughs> is that really? <laughs> How about the pressure? The sign is pressure. How about <laughs> inconsistent uh, emotional? Uh, never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, we're talking about Faithful Church of Philadelphia, not this city that we are surrounded by, but the one back then. But we can use it as our uh, exhortation for the night. So hopefully you've been uh, digging on what we're talking about, and uh, we're going to keep it up. We're here till eleven o'clock. Yeah, you know this culture that we live in. You know, um, it's really hard to be faithful, and we've kind of already said that. And um, you know, the enemy hates us, right? And wants us to just screw our lives up. And, um, you know, if he can't, if he can't have our souls, if we're believers tonight, and if he can't have our souls, he wants us to be so ineffective, um, for the kingdom. And he wants us to be so miserable that, um, you know, he's willing to lie to us and tell us things that aren't true. And, um, you know, one of the things he loves to do is to just have that lie in our heads that says, you know what? Don't even try to be faithful. You know, it's not worth it. You're never going to be perfect. You might as well just screw up. You might as well just do what you want to do because, you know, no one's perfect. No one can be that faithful to the Lord. You know, everyone, you know, you might be in that situation where, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you to give in to some sexual temptation, um, you know, whether it be internet stuff or just with an inner relationship. Um, you might have pressure to, uh, to lie or to cheat on a test or, um, you know, to, to steal something. Um, and, you know, the enemy might be like, you know what? Everybody does it. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, yeah. And uh, you're never going to be completely faithful anyway, so you might as well just go for it. Um, and, you know, in this passage where Jesus is talking about being faithful, he's saying, you know what? You didn't, you know, you obeyed my commands and you may not have had a lot of strength to do it, but you did it. And um, the reward in this passage is unbelievable, and um, for those people who are faithful, and um, it's we're t- we're here to tell you it's possible to be that faithful with the Lord's help, and it's so worth it. Yeah, the if you just look at the the relationship aspect of faithfulness, look at the country and the percentage of infidelity in marriage, the percentage of well, this person doesn't make you happy anymore, so you need to be happy, and you need to find. The person that then gets that feeling back. So you can be unfaithful to that person that you've been married to because that person, you know, that's not who you were meant to be with or whatever. That is just the rampant message that we are seeing. And with our relationship with Christ, it's the same way. When we go off and and enjoy the pleasures of sin, uh, it's us becoming, you know, it's infidelity. And, And not only are we called to be faithful in our walk, we're called to be faithful in our relationship to Jesus, to not go after any other gods, not go after what the enemy has to offer. You know, what's the point of being faithful? You know, yeah, okay, I was faithful my whole life, and um, I got to the end of my life, and, and I die, and I go to heaven. Um, so, you know, am I ever going reg- to regret not having a little bit of fun um, and not, and, you know, and, you know, having this life where I was faithful to the Lord, but I, um, you know, I missed out on all maybe some fun things that the world may see as fun. Um, and that's just a deception because... The cool stuff of reward in this this chapter, um, in Revelation chapter 3, we've been reading, uh, Jesus says, you know, if you persevered, you will be saved from the hour of trial. Um, he's going to save us from some, um, some judgment. And uh, he says he's going to make us a pillar in the temple of my God, he says, and he shall go out no more. He's going to write his name, uh, the name of his God on us. 
Um, he's going to give us his name. Um, a lot of cool stuff about um, Jesus is really going to going to own us. You know, he's going to yeah. he's going to take us under his wing, and we will be his. Yeah, he confesses us before his Father when we're we're faithful and we confess uh, him before you know man and and the earth. And I love. It. He says, you know, hold fast what you have that no one take your crown. I just, you know, when we're faithful and we, you know, that's my crown. <laughs> like <laughs> you won the race, you know, you ran the race, you won it, you obtained the crown. Just like Paul was talking about in first Corinthians about running to win, you know, be, don't, you know, don't see it as, you know, uh, don't allow someone to talk down to you because you've been, you know, striving in your walk with the Lord to be the best that you can. You know, a lot of times people are like, whoa, you get a little excited there. You know, why don't you back off a little bit? You know, don't, don't be a zealous, crazy man. You know, just be in the you know even keel. When when Jesus is like, come on, you got to run the race. You got to you got to fight. You got to hold on to the crown. And um, it's cool because he says that he's going to test the whole world. There's a verse in uh, I'm sure you guys know it, the parable, of the sower, where it says that those that don't have root in themselves, they only endure for a time. When tribulation and persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And Jesus. In, in Revelation is talking to those who fight through that, that don't stumble because of the word. They're willing to persevere through persecution because guess what? It's tough. It's hard. And the world is not going to like the fact that you're a Christian and the fact that you want to be the best that you can for Jesus. You're going to get trials in your life. You're going to get temptation. You're going to get persecution. But guess what? Jesus promised that he will save us from the trial, you know, when the world is going to be tested um, in the end times, and that's the greatest hope that we have. The Altar Life. Music. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. Truth. Come on now, don't be bashful. Real. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. The Altar Life. With Brent. Someone need a hug. And Jeff. I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Period. All right, that was More to This Life by Story Side B. And just like that song had, um, you know, I'll be honest, like, I get lied to a lot by the enemy, and the enemy in the moment of me deciding whether I'm going to be faithful to the Lord or I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, the enemy lies to me a lot of times and says, you know what, you don't even know if that crown that Jeff was talking about a little while ago, you don't even know if that crown is going to be worth it. You know, like, we can't, I've never seen the crown, you know. You don't, you don't know what their riches in heaven look like, you know. It's all stuff we're, as Christians, we're taking in faith. You know, we're, we're trying to grasp it in faith. And, um, you know, a lot of times the things of the world, it's stuff we see. And it's like, oh, I really want that, you know, and compared to the thing we can't see, sometimes it, it's really hard to, you know, in our own flesh to uh, to really stick to the thing that we can't see. But, you know, as the Bible says, things that we see are only temporal. You know, they, they'll go away. But the things that we can't see, they're, they're eternal and they last forever. And we should be clinging on to those things that will last forever. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. What are we talking about here? Faithfulness. You know, we hear that word. It's another Christian word, faith. And... Um, you know, we've hit on some of these, you know, in past shows, these Christianese language, and we talk about it and break it down. But what does it mean to be faithful? And you may be sitting here and being like, you know what? It sounds good. Perseverance. Yeah, it's all great. I got my posters to help me pump iron for, you know, high school football. And, you know, I got everything that is, you know, encouraging me to, to be strong and, and endure and all these things. And it's all really great. But guess what? There's something going on in my life right now that I just cannot get through. It's too difficult. I don't know why God's allowing it to happen. And I'm kind of mad. Well, guess what? The Bible says that God can actually use those things to produce patience, perseverance in our life. You may think that you don't have it. 
in this time, but he may be actually using this tough time to bring it out in you, to to make it more evident in your life. Romans 5, verse 3 says, Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint. Going back to what what Brent was talking about, the things that we have to look forward to, the reward uh, of being with Christ and being co-heirs with him. And, uh, you know, there's a number of verses that talk about, you know, what trials produce, you know, that we're, we're being tried with the fiery trial and, and it's refining us like gold and, and all these different verses. And they can be used to encourage us. But the most important thing is that Jesus, he says in his word that if you have a little strength and you don't deny his name and you keep his word, that you are going to be rewarded uh, with him, with more of him, with him confessing you before his father. That's so true. And, you know, to sum up, I think Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2 really, really capture what we've been trying to say all night. You know, it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And here's the key, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who, for, uh, sorry, who, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame he's endured the cross for us the least we can do is endure in this world so until next week be cool cats live for christ period period